In today's episode, I'm going to help you become a better blind stealer. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I want to thank you for downloading this episode and spending some of your study time with me. I hope this one's going to help you improve your game, and I think it will, especially for those of you who don't really feel comfortable, at least in cash games, you're not so comfortable trying to steal the blinds because you think, it's only 1.5 big blinds, that doesn't really help me out. Not like a tournament where there's antes and stuff, right? Well, this one I guarantee will help you out, especially if you're like one of my students who will get to uh, him in just a little bit. Uh, First, if you enjoy this episode, please go to the show notes page and uh, tell your friends about it as well smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 307. And one of the reasons why you want to go to this page is I have a little blind stealing instructional video. Instructional is not the right word. Maybe a blind stealing like commentary. You're going to see me for about 20 minutes playing a session where I'm actively trying to steal the blinds as much as possible. And I discuss all the considerations that I think about my HUD stats, my opponents, my position, their position. All that jazz, I talk about it for about 20 minutes in the video. So if you want to improve that blind stealing after you listen to this episode, please go to the show notes. Once again, uh, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 307. Alrighty, so for this episode, I'm going to play for you chapter 10 from my third book, Preflop Online Poker. The chapter is called Stealing Fundamentals. So why am I playing this chapter for you? Well, three weeks ago, brand new student came to me with 10,000 hands. I looked through his database, and let me tell you, I found a super nitty player, right? Let me tell you his raise first in in the non-blind positions. Raise first in EP, 8%. MP, 8%. Cut off, 10%. Button, 12%. That's right, he raises first in, steals on the button, only 12%. Now, as soon as I saw that, I knew exactly what I had to discuss for our first session with the student. I needed him to get more aggressive to play more hands out of the best or the two best positions, the cutoff and the button right here. So I refer, I referred him to chapter 10 from Preflop Online Poker, had him read the chapter. The chapter itself uh, gives you all the information that you need to steal more often. It'll give you, or you're about to hear, five benefits that come from being a blind stealer. You're going to learn the math that's associated with stealing the blinds. I'm going to tell you what kind of players to target for good blind steals, and I'll give you some action steps, both on and off the felt, to practice stealing. Now, my super nitty student um, came to me, his win rate was positive one big blind out of 100 hands. The next week, when he started to steal more often, and actually his cutoff raise first in went to 18%, so from uh, 10 to 18, 8% jump, which is pretty good, and the button went from 12 to 23%, and his overall win rate went up from one big blind to 1.7 big blinds. Now, this is just a start, right? I'm going to have many more sessions with this student, but at least he's on an upwards trajectory here. So you're about to hear that chapter that helped him steal more, and he's more profitable when doing so. So I'm thinking it'll do the exact same for you. Okay, let's get to it. Gambate! This is damn exciting stuff. Subdomino 2.1, Stealing Fundamentals. A blind steal is when you make an open raise from the cutoff, button, or small blind with the intent of earning the 1.5 big blind pot. You can steal from any position, but I don't recommend doing it before the cutoff. Your steal from the hijack or earlier has too many people to get through, so it has very little chance of succeeding. Every steal attempt is a bluff after all, so the less opponents the better. 
the value of stealing blinds. It may not seem like a lot, but earning an additional 1.5 big blinds without even seeing a flop is a valuable skill to develop. Every blind counts, and you've got to do what it takes to earn more than your fair share. There are five benefits that come with improving your blind steals. Benefit number one, increasing your total win rate. A good win rate at the lowest stakes is around four big blinds per 100 hands. Stealing the blinds one additional time in every 100 hands will bring this up to 5.5 big blinds per 100 hands. Stealing two additional times will bring it up to seven big blinds per 100 hands, almost doubling an already good win rate. Stealing increases your cutoff, button, and small blind win rates. This helps to offset the expected losses in the blinds. Because you're forced to put chips in the pot with random hands in the worst positions, it's common to have a long-term win rate in the big blind of negative 40 big blinds per 100 hands and negative 20 big blinds per 100 hands in the small blind. Benefit number two, playing in position more versus your opponents. When you steal from the cutoff, the button often folds, giving you prime post-flop position. You automatically have this positional advantage when you're on the button. By putting pressure in these two best positions, you're giving yourself positional advantage more often, allowing you to exploit your opponent's weaker blind defending ranges. Benefit number three, developing a greater understanding of your opponents. Successful stealing relies on your understanding of the three players to your left. It forces you to assess the profitability of stealing from these opponents based on stats, history, and how they're currently playing. Focusing your attention on these three players is beneficial also because they have the biggest advantage over you, position. Chips flow around the table from the right to the left because of positional advantage. Understanding those to your left helps to nullify this advantage. Benefit number four, the more you do, the more you can do. Stealing preflop gives insights into stealing in general, so the skills you develop will improve your post-flop steal game, which is bluffing. Before stealing preflop, you're looking at your opponent's steal-related stats and picking prime opportunities. This practice will be of benefit when you're working on post-flop bluff c-bets, bluff check raises, floats, or even bluff donk bets in the future. And benefit number five, it gets you more active. Being the active aggressor at the tables can tick off your opponents and send them to Tiltsville. If they hate having their blinds stolen, we all know players who view it as, he's stealing my blinds! The anger these players experience may cause them to fight for their blinds with weak ranges, which you can take advantage of. Plus, when you get active with lots of steals, it's harder for your opponent to put you on a hand. This can work to your advantage when they finally decide to fight back with three bets, and you've got a hand worthy of four betting and getting it in. The math behind steals. Use the break-even formula and a few critical stats to gauge the profitability of a steal. Here's an example scenario. Stealing from the button versus foldy blinds. It's folded around to the hero on the button with 8-6 suited. And hero is considering a steal to 3 big blinds. The small blind villain has a fold to steal of 86%. The big blind villain has a fold to steal of 90%. What is hero's best option, fold or steal? And how often does a 3 big blind steal have to work to break even? And the answer? Hero must steal in this spot. Hero's three big blind steal only needs to work 67% of the time to break even. That's the three big blind bet divided by the total pot of 4.5 big blinds. Both opponents separately fold the steals greater than this, so it seems like a no-brainer, right? Almost. How often do these two opponents fold to steals together? This is a simple calculation that takes a small blinds fold to steal stat 
and multiplies it by the big blind's fold to steel stat. For this scenario, 0.86 times 0.9 equals 0.77. So both players fold together 77% of the time. Yep, they both fold together greater than the breakeven percentage, so it's a positive EV steal. Contrast this with another seemingly positive EV steal. Here's the example scenario. Stealing from the button versus defenders. Hero's on the button with 8-6 suited, and is considering a steal to three big blinds. The small blind villain has a fold to steal of 73%, with the small blind 3-bet steal of 7%. The big blind villain has a fold to steal of 75%, with a big blind 3-bet steal of 13%. What is Hero's best option, to fold or to steal? Either play in this instance is valid, but if Hero chooses to steal, he must be prepared for 3-bet steals. The break-even math is still 67% here, and on the surface it looks like both players fold enough to make this an outright profitable steal. But together they fold a measly 55% of the time, which is 0.73 times 0.75. That means that 45% of the time, Hero can expect the blinds to defend with calls and 3-bet steals. Out of this 45% defending frequency, we can expect one of these players to 3-bet steal somewhere between 7 and 13% of the time. Hero must be prepared for this, and spotting these statistics ahead of time helps Hero to make positive EV decisions. If both blinds fold, great, Hero takes the pot. If one or both call, then Hero must play post-flop and with position. But if one 3-bet steals, then it's an easy fold with 8-6 suited. Develop a blind-stealing mindset. I want you to do more than only look for good blind-stealing opportunities. I want you to have a blind-stealing mindset. Every time you have the opportunity to steal, ask yourself this question. Those are my blinds. How can I add them to my stack? The cards you hold are a secondary consideration when stealing. Sure, 8-6 suited has better equity than 9-deuce offsuit if called. But if the blinds are folding often enough, then a steal is positive EV regardless of the cards you hold. You can do it with a tissue and a postcard instead of 8-6 suited or 9-deuce offsuit for all I care. If they're folding, you're picking up those easy chips. The stealing mindset is all about looking for good stealing opportunities and targeting the best opponents. If they're folding, you're stealing. Opponent types to target. Which player types make for great blind stealing targets? In general, nits, tagfish, and tags are tight players. They are wise to the power of position and hand strength and get out of the way when they have neither. To go beyond this simple answer though, we must target our steals on anyone who folds their blinds often enough. Every player type, even the lags and whales, have the potential to be ripe targets for blind steals. Many players have an aversion to playing out of the blinds. They hate going post-flop without position and will only do so with a good hand. Find those players and pick up some easy chips from them. Here are some signs that a player is perfect for blind stealing. Number one, they have a high fold to steal stat. Anything over 80% is great to see. Number two, they have a low 3-bet steal stat. Great targets are at 3% or less, average targets 3-6%, to and above 6% are not great targets. That doesn't mean you can't steal from them, but be prepared for 3-bet steal coming right back at you. Number 3. They have a low call-steal statistic. You're shooting for folds here. If they often make calls, you probably won't face a 3-bet steal, but you're more likely to go post-flop, which isn't the intent of your steal. A call-steal stat at less than 15% is great, and between 15 and 30% is okay. At over 30%, plan on seeing the flop. And number four, 
they are flop honest players. If their fold to c-bet stat is high, like 70% or more, you've got an additional way to win the pot post-flop if they call your steal. Statistics to track this week. Attempt to steal. Track this as a total and by position in the cutoff, button, and small blind. Also track your steal then fold, steal then call, and steal then 4-bet statistics in the cutoff, button, and small blind. And track the win rate when you attempted a steal. Play with purpose number one. Over the next week, play three steal focus sessions at 30 to 45 minutes each. Your intent in these sessions is to think about the three players to your left and how they will respond to your steals. Is it positive EV to steal at every opportunity, or will these players fight back with lots of calls or three bet steals? If they three bet steal, how wide or narrow is their range? Assess the likelihood of your steals working for the table you're at and steal at every positive EV opportunity. Take notes and tag questionable hands for later review. Before you steal, know what you'll do versus a 3-bet steal and prepare for post-flop play in case you're called. Play with purpose number 2. Record game tape of at least one of the above steal focus sessions, then review it in your next study session. Complete the first study with purpose item below before you record your session. Speak through your thoughts and verbalize the logic you're using for each steal opportunity. And play with purpose number 3. Play two focus sessions where you're focused on the steals that you face when in the blinds. You'll pay attention to the three opponents on your right this time. Look at their attempt to steal stat, their steal then fold to three bet stat, and their post flop stats to gauge what to expect if you choose to call. Study with purpose number one. Watch this video of game tape I recorded showing how I conduct steal focus sessions. Go to www.smartpokerstudy.com slash Steel Focus Session. I spoke through each decision and elaborated on the things I consider for my steal attempts. You'll even see me leave a table because it was too difficult to steal from due to the aggressive nature of the players there. Study with purpose number two. Watch the game tape you recorded earlier. As you watch, you'll notice mistakes or gaps in logic that you can correct the next time you play. Take note of these mistakes and focus on not making them again in your next session. And study with purpose number three. Create ranges in Flopzilla for the most common 3-bet steal stats your winning opponents have. For example, you may find many opponents in the following ranges. 2-3%? to Create a 3% range for this. 4-6%? to Create a 6% range. 6-9%? to Create a 9% range. And then 10-15%? to Create a 12 and a 15% range. Seeing the ranges your opponents 3-bet with will open your eyes to how weak and undefendable some of their ranges are. This will lead to finding good calling and forbidding opportunities versus the wider 3-bet steel ranges. Alrighty, Poker Beeps, I hope you enjoyed that little Chapter 10 from Preflop Online Poker. Now, two things for you. Number one, please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 307, so that you can see that blind steaming video there. And number two, make sure you take action with one of those action steps that you heard towards the end of that little section there. And speaking of action, if you're down with taking action to improve your skills, you've got to become a member of thepokerforge.com. 
Go there today. You can sign up as a monthly or a quarterly member and save a little bit of money. You have access to seven different full-on courses that's going to take you from a losing player to a winning player. So once again, go to thepokerforge.com to learn more and sign up today. And don't forget about my other podcast. It's called Daily Poker Tips, and you can get it simply at smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.